are listening to the IELTS podcast. Learn from tutors and ex-examiners who are masters of IELTS preparation. Your host, Ben Worthington. Hello there, IELTS students. Today we're going to look at the IELTS speaking exam. First of all, we will look at the exam criteria and dissect each of the criteria and then we're going to go into more detail into the part one, part two, part three. So let's get started. So as you probably know, the exam is between 11, 14 minutes long. Okay, it will be recorded and then it's going to be checked by another examiner. All right, now there's three parts to the test, as I just said, and there's also four criteria. Now, first we're going to look at fluency and coherence. All right, so if we're talking about fluency, it just means that the words will just flow, that you're not stopping to try and find the adequate word. Okay, and we've spoken about this in quite a few podcasts and a good way to get to fluency is by just mimicking, copying, listening to uh, native speakers and then just copying exactly what they say. I mean, we've gone into that in other podcasts, so we don't have to go into it so detailed and uh, so, so detailed now. Right. And uh, so it's basically fluency and coherence. And that's, and the coherence part is like, does it actually make sense? I mean, are you going to talk about your school and then jump to your family or your mother? Or are you going to talk about school and then maybe transition to the school? Uh, sorry, talk about your school and then maybe transition to your family. For example, yeah, I went to school in a small village. The headmaster reminded me very much of my father. My father was a hardworking man, blah, blah, blah. Okay, can you see how I just transitioned? So if you don't use, if you're not transitioned, then it's not very coherent, okay? It's just the ideas don't join together well. The next one, lexical resource, okay? Are you using, um, are you using a wide selection of words? I mean, if you wanted to be hypercritical with me, some people have said I use okay a lot, okay? <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's not going to be a serious, serious issue because okay is just a filler. But if I'm constantly saying that it was really fantastic, my school was really fantastic, the headmaster reminded me of my dad because he was really fantastic. Uh, my dad's a really fantastic person. Um, we lived in a village that was really fantastic. Can you see there's nothing, <laughs> there's not much lexical resource uh, going on there, okay? It's just the same, same vocabulary. So in this case, what we do is just use synonyms and use a wider, wider variety, We're just expanding. Okay, grammatical range and accuracy would be the third one. And this is, um, yeah, are we saying that, yes, I went to one schools in many villages in one part of England. You can you see this, and not only is it incoherent, but um, it's not grammatically accurate. I said one schools, 
Okay, so that's quite self-explanatory as well. And then the accuracy would be um, like the ability for you to, to describe it accurately. Yeah, if you wanted to describe an event or, a, for example, a family memory, uh, a memory from your childhood, okay, how well could you describe it? Or do you have to use more basic vocabulary? For example, are you going to say, um, it was really, really nice? Or are you going to say, it was an unforgettable experience? Yeah? Um, and it just makes it more accurate because we're talking about the past. You said it's experience, it's also in the past. So um, that, would, that would cover those ones. And then the final one would be pronunciation, which is quite self-explanatory. Self okay? And just a quick tip here, a real fast way to improve your pronunciation, and this is what I realized when I started teaching English, because I'm from a part of England that has a very strong dialect, uh, has a very strong accent, that I just realized that students would understand me if I slowed down, if I vocalized, if I opened my mouth. And yeah, so it's just a very quick way to improve your pronunciation. First of all, now, as I said before, there's three parts to this exam. And we're going to look at part one now, very briefly. So the examiner introduce, uh, introduces her or herself, and you would do the same. They check your identity, um, probably with a driver's license, I mean, sorry, probably with a passport, and then it's just general everyday topics, okay? Maybe your family, like we mentioned before, maybe about your work, maybe about your university, maybe about your hobbies, just things like this, and it lasts probably around five minutes, all right? Um, this is the main objective, to get you comfortable. And really, you do want to be comfortable in this part. What helps me get comfortable and confident is my posture. So I sit with my back straight. I'm not cowering. My shoulders are not curved. I'm not inside myself. My chest is out. My back is straight. I'm looking at the examiner. Um, a lot of students may have problems focusing where to put their eyes so just a quick technique here, we can look at their eyebrows and, and we smile and we talk confidently and we talk clearly. And you, if you can say to yourself, okay, this is my day, my opportunity. Um, we're going to do this. I'm going to give it my best shot. Um, this kind of self-talk, it's, it's like positive self-talk. This will help you get comfortable with the exam. And the more com with the exam, the situation, and the more comfortable you are, the more confident you'll project, more confidence you'll project, and the better you will perform. Okay, so typical, um, yeah, just typical situation. The examiner, if you've got maybe a non-Anglo-Saxon name, um, I don't know, Abdul or something like that, the examiner, just out of respect, may ask you, "How do I pronounce that?" So you can just tell them how to pronounce it. That's all, and it's really just getting comfortable with each other, that's all. And really do take that opportunity, don't get nervous, relax. Just imagine you were talking with your dad, your mom, or someone like that, okay? Now, we're going to talk about part two. So, we've finished part one, we're going to part two. Uh, the examiner gives you a topic card, you choose one, and then 
So maybe something, describe a childhood memory. Describe your favorite toy when you were a kid. Um, describe where you'd like to be in five years. Things like this, okay? Uh, you, get a pen, you get a piece of paper, some pencil, uh, a pencil. See, that was grammatical range. <laughs> That's grammatical accuracy. You get some pencil, all right? Uh, so you get a pencil, um, piece of paper, you write down your notes, okay? My strategy for this is to do a mind map, yep? Just writing things that come to my mind about maybe my childhood memory, maybe about my favorite toy. So um, I'm gonna write like where it was, who it was with, who I played it with. Um, a good way to do this, to organize it, is just to go through the bullet points, yeah? And if you think that, oh my word, I've got nothing else, you can maybe elaborate, maybe just add some details. You know, anecdotes are a good way. Anecdote is just, tiny little story, you know, like, ah, oh, my favorite toy was a red fire engine. It was metal. Um, I used to play with it in the kitchen on the floor. And then when I found out, well, when I was older, I found out it wasn't actually a fire engine. It was an ambulance. Yeah, it's just a little anecdote like that. Um, just adds a little, you know, makes it a little bit more personable. Um, so yeah, you go through, you make your notes, then you work through your notes. Another tip is while you're making your notes, why not number them in the order of what you're going to talk about? So it kind of just lends some structure there. This way, um, yeah, you got some structure, it's going to be more organized and you'll probably feel a little bit calmer, okay? Now, the, a good way to get better at this is obviously practicing. Why not do, get a partner, a speaking partner, doesn't have to be a native speaker, um, and just take it in turns to do two-minute presentations. And like another teacher said a while ago, that speaking for two minutes is not as easy as it sounds, because rarely in real life do you get to speak for two minutes non-stop. So... The idea here is when you're practicing, you get used to, you feel, you get used to how long two minutes feels like. Because a very, very common problem is the student who might say, oh, I'm speaking too long or I'm not speaking long enough. All right. And if you haven't got a partner or if you find it difficult to organize, you haven't got the discipline, then a good way is to work online with a tutor. Okay, they can guide you, they can motivate you, a good teacher will motivate you, and you and they should be taking notes as well. If the teacher's asking you about, hey, how was your weekend? Blah, 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 wasting time, wasting time. Red light, red flag, okay? You want a teacher who's going to give you value from the beginning, who's going to be taking notes, going to be actively motivated and active during the class, taking notes, giving you feedback and helping you improve and reviewing errors that you made last week as well, rather than just forgetting about them. So anyway, those are my tips for when you're working with a teacher. So we've finished part two. Now, you may want to indicate to the teacher that you uh, have finished your part two. So you could just say, and that's my talk about my favorite childhood toy. Yeah, oh, that's my talk about where I want to be in five years time. So 
This is quite self-explanatory. Signals to the teacher you've finished. The teacher, uh, the examiner, sorry, can then take that cue and go into part three. So we've uh, been talking about our experience, okay, or where we want to go, and now the teacher will die. The examiner is just going to give us some more abstract questions, all right? Um, so if you were talking about the childhood memory, the teacher might, the examiner, <laughs> the examiner might ask, um, do you think memories are important? Yeah? Why do you think memories are important? Uh, what do you, when do you think was your earliest memory? And in this case, in this case, you may be a little bit frustrated, a little bit tired. Okay, you've gone through the exam, and now you're getting these questions. They may seem a little bit repetitive, a little bit abstract, like out there. Like, why does the teacher want to know about this? You know, and in reality, the examiner. Wow can't get it out of my head. But in reality, the examiner doesn't want to know. They're just listening to the quality of your answer. Now, a good technique here is to listen for the keywords. Pay very close attention. Hardly any teachers say that you should be listening attentively, attentively um, when the examiner is speaking. But this is crucial. This is very, very important. If you can listen to the examiner and then you can give them the answer they are looking for. Um, it's so frequent nowadays that you're speaking to someone or you're speaking to a friend and you ask them a question and they give you an answer that's semi-related. And that's okay, but for an exam, you want to give an, ex uh, an answer that's on cue that's that hits the nail on the head to use an idiomatic expression and that just means exact so if they ask you if you uh, when was your earliest memories don't say ah yes memories are really important um, I can't uh, I've got lots of memories my favorite one was when I went to school for the first day don't say that okay if the examiner asks you do you think memories are important? You can reflect the answer, like we've talked about in other podcasts. You say yes. The uh, yes, memories are incredibly important. This is how we learn. This is how we grow, and this is just how we develop and become wiser and better human beings. And um, perhaps my most mem, uh, my most important or valuable memory to date was. Um, uh, a few years ago when I left home for the first time and I really discovered how enjoyable but yet challenging life can be. You see? Um, so I just kind of reflect the answer back to the teacher and then I just elaborate, uh, give another two or three sentences like that. And I've got past podcasts which are totally free and you can go onto YouTube as well and you can listen to mock speaking exams where it's just the examiner and then you just talk back to the, um, in the blank space, maybe there's a blank space for about a minute, minute and a half, you just give your answer and then the examiner, you hear the mock exam and the examiner will give you another question. Okay, these are very useful.
So you can keep an eye on the time as well. You know, if you, this will be like, oh, okay, there's five minutes left, there's four minutes left, two minutes left. And this will just help you organize yourself as well. So you're like, okay, Ben, two minutes left, let's keep going. So that's a brief overview of the IELTS speaking test with a few tips in there as well. So, sorry, so the structure is, I hate dancing on Sundays, yeah? Or I love, um, I love swimming in the ocean. It's very simple structures, very simple structures, but it's a bigger, it's a big, it's much better than saying I like, I dislike. That's kind of generic and you can only use it a couple of times before the examiner realizes, hang on a second, there isn't much lexical resource here. I'm not going to score so high. Um, so yeah, this is just a good way, just to get a small boost. And like I said, once we've learned this tiny structure, which is relatively easy, okay, um, we can start improving it. And we can start, um, we could use, I would, okay? So I would love to dance on a Sunday, yeah? And here, instead of using the gerund form, we're just going to use the infinitive, okay? They would hate to play football on a Friday, or they would hate playing football on Fridays because they um, have to work during the day, yeah? So it's just, what I'm saying here is you get a tiny little structure, and then you, once you've mastered it, you can elaborate, you can build on that. And like and dislike, are quite obvious for the speaking exam because it's going to be an interview between you and the examiner. So you, in especially in part one, you'll probably be using some structures like that and in part two as well. And obviously part three, when it gets more abstract and especially that structure I just said, oh, for example, you get the abstract question in part three. Um, how do you think um, I don't know. How do you think transport will change in the next 20 years? Okay. <laughs> like, why do I need to know that transport in the next 20 years? But anyway, you can say, well, I think governments um, will start to encourage the use of electric vehicles. Um, I would prefer that they did because this would mean cleaner air. It would mean um, possibly faster, safer vehicles and just an all-round general improvement for society. Can you see, instead of you saying, oh, I would like this, you say, I would really prefer this, or I would really enjoy if they did this. And what we're doing is just using slightly more advanced structures. Okay, so like, would like, prefer, and then either with the gerund or the infinitive. Okay, so went in a little bit more than I intended to there. Um, so yeah, and if you want to find a good online English teacher, there's a package available uh, for, with Andrew, who does the essay correction as well. He's a very good IELTS coach, and he can help you. You can buy a pack of 10 English classes. You work with him together, and he'll encourage, motivate you, and give you the feedback, and there won't be any of the messing around with, hey, what did you do at the weekend? No, and all this stuff. Um, but much more effective, productive classes. Okay, so all the best with your exam and I hope it really goes well. And if you've got any questions, remember, you can always shoot us a message at IELTS Podcast. Um, 
ielspodcast at gmail.com, ben at ielspodcast.com, lots of different options. And by the way, if you leave a five-star review, if you leave a review on iTunes, send us a screenshot and we'll give you a free exam, a free exam, we'll give you a free essay correction, okay? Thank you very much and have a great day. All the best. IELTSpodcast.com.